What is going on here? I can't hear a word. There we go. Nope. Hey, are we live? We are. We're not live yet. We are live, but I don't know why. Are we? You know, we're talking about patience today, so maybe this is part of the problem. There we go. Oh, dog. Whoa. That's better. There we go. I I just switched channels, so hopefully. Now now I can't hear you. Blew my eardrums. (laughs) I don't know what the deal was. You know, I actually did sound check, so I'm not exactly sure why that happened. That's very weird. You know, I hear that a lot. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Well, welcome into the Morning Burrito. I'm Michael. Good good morning. And I'm I'm Eric. And it is uh, Tuesday. We we are sorry we were not with you last week. Um, Oh, yeah. Not really, though. I'm not really that sorry. No, I mean, it was a great week. It was a good week. Great week. So camp. So we'll start we'll start our episode today uh, by just downloading and debriefing about camp because uh, we were excited we had a good time so I want to share some of the some of the cool things that happened this week. Well, what I want to hear first of all is the story of this fish that you this monster fish that you say you caught yesterday. Yeah. So Kelly, if you're well, watching, there, well, there's no proof. You Kel- said his name again. Yeah. Actually, I asked him to be on the show with me next week since you're not going to be here. Where are um, you going to be? But he he's going to Silverwood. Oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah, you're on vacation. So he's he's going to Silverwood apparently. So he won't be here for ah. the show, which is unfortunate. You're a loner. He was. Hello. <laughs> did you? It did it again? It's you. Mine's working fine. Anyway, hey, um, tell us. Can, can you can you talk? Well, I. You're a guy. You can't multitask. I think we're drop, dropping frames. I don't know what the deal is here. It's great. We we love live shows. I mean. Um, we're recording, so I guess we'll have to just post this later. Sorry, all that uh, we were not live. I, oh, so now we're not live. No, it's we not, were live. The internet's down. So oh, at the church. So we're getting red marks, and I'm plugged in hardline to the to the internet. So oh, all right. Yeah. Well, so perfect. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> you're seeing this later. This is not live like it was intended to be. So okay, so back to the fish story that you supposedly caught with no proof. Yeah. So it, Kelly, when he watches this, he can attest to this. Okay, I caught a pretty big fish. He he actually thinks it's bigger. It was bigger than the fish that he ended up catching. See, okay. So when you first told me the story, it was a monster fish. It now, was. Not just a pretty big fish. I mean, a monster for a bass. I mean, a big, it's okay. not like a sturgeon or anything. Well, I don't think. I mean, monster. And I then mean, if it was like, a sturgeon, it was a baby. Big. It's but, like a. It's a true fish story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's like it's like the movie Grumpy Old Men, you know, the catfish hunter. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. So did you get it in the boat? No. Uh-huh. I got it 10 feet from the boat, and then my lure's gone. Oh, give me a break. Oh, so did you tie your own knot? Or did Kelly tie your knot? No, no, no. I tied my own. Uh-huh. I know how to do it. Oh. It wasn't. Okay, so obviously, let me rephrase. Obviously the, not. <laughs> the lure was not gone. It was the, the fish was gone off the lure. Okay. So let me all right. phrase that. All right. I, I start, I reel, and then all of a sudden it's, it gets real easy to, to reel, and I'm like. Did you start with beating really? the water with your pole? I, I wanted to throw yeah. my pole in the water. <laughs> it was awful. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because, I mean, we saw it jump out of the water. I mean, it was a, it was a good size fish. And I was like, man, this stinks. This really stinks. But, you know, oh well. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we weren't here last week because of camp. So yeah, so summer camp for our students. We had it here at our church, and um, you know that's not the 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 best option. That's not what we would prefer. Um, we'd prefer to go to a campground or go to our district camp or something of that yeah, nature. Yeah, but you know what? We have done fabulous and phenomenal uh, the last two years. Uh, I mean, even in the middle of COVID, I mean, we haven't stopped. Right? We've had to be flexible. Flexible, and, and this year was so much better than last year. I mean, well done. Well done. It's it's been very weird. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? 
keep talking. I'm going to get us on Facebook. Oh, okay. So we're going to go to Facebook. So anyway, so this week at camp, um, it, it was phenomenal. We made the decision early on to uh, stay here local again for camp because we didn't know what COVID was going to do and what the restrictions were. And who wants to go to camp and uh, be full of masks and be full of like distancing and have 30,000 different meal times and you're eating by yourself in a corner or under a rug or something? So um, yeah, put together the plan, brought the band in. Band was rocking. Final Greetings uh, was with us. And I mean, those guys were awesome. I mean, they, they were not only were relational with our students, but man, they slept the entire week on our church nursery floor. Um, now, that is the cushiest carpet we have in the in the church, but still, um, you know, they did that and it was just fabulous. Yeah, internet is completely down. So oh, never mind. We can't go to Facebook. Can't either. go to Facebook. Well, hey, I tried to stall for you. Yeah, sorry. So, so but you know, Kim, no, yeah, though, they, was Final huge. Greetings was amazing. And, you know, I, I know that. I know that Tyler has watched this show, and I don't know about James or Sam or the other guys, but well, they'll be watching um, now. Yeah, they should be. Um, but I really do appreciate those guys. They to to be rock stars, right? I mean, they're rock band guys. They they travel, they tour, they've been to the to the United throughout the United States. They've been to Europe to tour, and for them to to spend the time and the effort and the intentionality to be with our students and to love on our students. They knew they were not here to just do music. Um, they were yep. here to minister, and so, um, so that was awesome. And you know, our adult leaders beyond that. I mean, our adult leaders are awesome. We are really fortunate. Yeah, they have stepped the team. up too. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, two ladies who stayed here twenty four seven while we were here. I mean, they were here every day, all night, all day. Um, we had uh, we had several adults who worked full time, got up at three o'clock in the morning. Your two boys for construction work, and then. You know, as soon as they got off of work, they're coming out to the church and they're going to spend yep. the whole night, you know, till midnight or whatever to be here and get up three hours later and go back to work. So, um, yeah, but some other guys did the same thing that work all day. They came, you know, when they got off of work. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was first it, aid people. They, you know, they were around when they could on their work schedules and when kids weren't sick in their own families. Yep. Yep. Um, and man, you had some good cooks. Yeah, we I had mean, great cooks. We ate well this week. Yeah, we had uh, all kinds of good breakfast stuff. I mean, now, granted, Students who are watching, I'm sorry that we didn't have a better lunch for you, but I mean, there were sandwiches and you had, you know, the, the go-gurts and string cheeses and sandwiches stuff. Sandwiches you wanted to run Which, away from. By the way, we had a running conversation all week about your, that your daughter was involved in. And I, I need you to, Gabe is probably going to be watching this. So Gabe is wrong when she describes how she eats string cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and guys from the band, many students let Gabe know that she was wrong in the way she was eating string cheese. Um, there is a right and a wrong way to eat string cheese. Is it not up to your family and how you eat string cheese? No, no, no. There's a reason it's called string cheese. It's not meant to be. Are there directions on the package? No, but then how are you supposed to know? I'm defending my daughter. <laughs> But you, do you eat string cheese? I, I I pull it. Okay, <laughs> so so even your own dad does it, Gabe. So, oh, but I also am a chomper though. I mean, I, I I'm probably yeah. I mean, I guess if I'm I'm in a rush, I might do that. But like, I'm just looking for a snack, a real quick snack. Yeah. But I want to savor the flavor. But it like I want the it. same. I mean, it yeah, it does, but it, it, it doesn't last as long. Okay, so those of you that are watching, if you like, if you're a chomper on string cheese, or if you're a puller of string cheese, um. Just send us a note. Which one? Which one tastes better? Just which way? Which way do you like the flavor? Well, again, it doesn't matter how it tastes. There is still a right or wrong way to do it. And that's all I'm saying. 
It's not in the directions. <laughs> so, uh, so that we had we had a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that was really cool uh, this week, and this is this is mainly the reason why um, we took the week off, is we wanted to focus in on what was going on with our students and um, make sure that we were giving the students their full the full attention that they deserved. Um, because God was at work all week. Um, we saw multiple students make decisions for Christ um, or rededicate their lives to Christ last week. Um, in fact, we had a concert on Friday night with the band, and we had four, four people um, who gave their lives to Christ during the concert as well. So yeah. um, so it was a very successful weekend for God's kingdom, and or week. And, uh, I mean, we did all kinds of fun things, and we went to the park and played kickball went and to the pool we went to the pool down in pendleton which came out and destroyed my oh, yard i found out it's not pendleton it's pendleton which makes no sense because which we know that. it's like no one <laughs> i don't say that so well, just saying but yeah you came to my house ripped up my yard um uh, well you invited us to do so uh, well it was great. It was You're great. lucky a tiki, tor- tiki torches didn't fall over hey, and I had, I set had something a, on I fire. Had, I had water and I had three fire extinguishers ready to go. <laughs> and I had just watered my grass. So there was no way. Well, I guess a kid's hair could have caught on fire. but That would have made for an interesting day. And you just you kind of alluded to it right there. We had zero injuries. Like even our friend Becky didn't get hurt. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, that's pretty amazing. Miracles happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a year since you know she had her last uh, injury at camp, so and I didn't get hurt. I didn't have any glasses break. Nothing. So I mean it was it was a successful you guys, game. You guys, you guys didn't play hard enough. Oh, we played pretty hard. Yeah. I mean we put a well, hole in the wall. Say, there is a hole in the center. wall. There is a hole in the wall. Hey, but as as many of my adult leaders said, and I totally agree with. No, don't in, go in, there. In two years of ministry, I'm almost a full two years here at at Hermnaz. In two years of ministry at Hermnaz, we have not put any holes in walls. We have we have broken a few valences on the the blind things, you know, destroyed most of them. Uh, well, you know, that's not my fault that they were hanging there. I mean, that's when you play dodgeball, what are you going to do? So, but but here's what we don't need to do. We don't need to apologize for any of that. No, because God gave us a, a church, and it's a tool. Yeah, um, and it's know, a, and it's a small hole anyway. I I, I know grow, it doesn't matter. When I was growing up, I would have been like. What's funny is from the church if I would put my foot through the wall. I uh, <laughs> I remember my teen years, right? And so I'm asking the students, "Hey, does anyone know who did this?" And I'm telling them, "Like, look, you're not going to get in trouble." And then I had to realize, like, even if I was a teen, if an adult had said that to me, I'm still not telling if I know. Right. I'm still keeping that to myself, pleading the fifth on that one. Yeah. Because I'm worried that you know. There's going to be retribution coming back to me if I yeah. reveal what I know but, or who but, but I know I did it. But I want to think that right now, like like the age I am now, I'd be like, "Yep, did it." Oh, I would def- definitely admit to yep. it if I did it. Be proud. I'm not in trouble. I'm proud. Let's let's. Go. I did nearly go through the wall once. I heard this. Yeah, your your boys kind of caused it. To be quite honest, your boys in the band. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> snowballed you into the wall. Yeah. I was not prepared. <laughs> I'm glad I had my uh, my game glasses on because uh, it would have been bad. Yeah, we know. The internet's down, so can't our, get on. Our office manager stuck her head in and said, uh, you're not online. Like, hey, uh, can you? Oh, she left. Anyway. So, so, yeah, so overall, the whole week of camp, um, great week of camp. Yep. We had to make some changes because of weather and smoke and, you know, health hazards and that kind of thing. But even with all of those things, um, camp was a huge success. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Friday was going to be like, I was so looking forward to Friday. Friday was going to be like the day we, we like put the boats the in the river. Penultimate day. And, and just 
boom, we like go rafting all day, you know, pulling kids on the tubes. And then the rock concert Friday night, great way to end camp. And then the wind came up, couldn't do that. And, um, but still, it wasn't a downer. Um, no. But, uh, but it was well, pretty. and the kids were pretty, I mean, adults obviously yeah. were, were worn out by Friday, but sure. we were worn out by Tuesday. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was great. And, uh, you know, to have, we had new students who came and were a part of camp that had never been to our youth group, never been part of an activity with our church before. Um, that was, that was really neat um, to have those kids. And um, if they're watching, you guys know who you are. And uh, thanks for being at camp this year. Um, so yeah, camp was great. And so sorry, not sorry that we weren't here last week, but uh, yeah. we're, uh, and we're, we are sorry that the internet's not working. I mean, the half of the town of Hermiston yesterday didn't have power either for a little while. So apparently there's things going on. I've lost internet several times in the last couple of weeks at my house. So I don't know if there's just work being done that's causing it's always easy to pass it off on somebody else yep yep well i mean i I can't control internet you know but hey you know as far as camp goes we do camp um and if you're a parent grandparent aunt uncle single mom single dad watching today um there is something that happens at camp that is just so amazing um it's a unique situation um there are things that happen uh emotionally physically mentally uh, and most of all, spiritually, at camp, when you get away and you lock, you know, yourselves in a in a in a bubble, an organized, intentional bubble, um, and let God just have His way. And it's so amazing because this week we were able to sit back, and the coolest thing happened: we got to see God do things that only God can do. Yep. And uh, when you can see God do that, it's it's amazing and it blows your mind um, every, every time. And, uh, so we were, we were tools. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're watching, um, I know summer's pretty much done and the camps and stuff are pretty much done for the summer, mm-hmm. but fall's coming and there's always a retreat. Yep. Um, fall if, retreat. if it's not at our church, um, it could be at your church. And if you're not part of a church, get in a church and get your kids plugged into whatever the fall retreat is. Um, because, uh, cause God, God will do some good things there and turn your family around. Um, and those of you that helped uh, financially, uh, we had some huge financial supporters uh, yep. to make camp happen to where it was free for our students this year. That doesn't always happen, um, but this year it was uh, able to uh, to be free for our kids because people, they, they prayed about it, they listened to what God said, and they acted on what God said, and uh, it made it free, and we were able to present the gospel in ways that we couldn't have done if we had to keep within a budget of what kids could afford. So yeah. uh, so I always want to say as a pastor, thanks for supporting our youth pastor and uh, Elevate Student Ministries because it was uh, phenomenal. Um, so your gifts were huge, um, impacted in ways that we still will never know. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it'll take you know eternity to show us what your investment did. So um, anyway, so whenever you hear that, hey, we're raising money, uh, or if you want to give toward a retreat or a camp, um, that's intentional because because uh, we we want to do some things that we just can't do on uh, on just normal. Hey, you know what? Camp's gonna cost two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, you know, if you got three kids, that's a that's a it's nearly that, a thousand a bucks <laughs> chunk of change there, right? Right. So uh, so you helped a lot of families out, several families out this year anyway. 
um, with that. So anyway, I just want to take time. To say well, hey, and thank I, I want to do say before we move on to our subject for today, number one, um, we are going to be talking uh, either next week or very soon about the idea of family ministry and how important it is in culture today and how, how crucial it is for churches to focus in on family ministry and have that be um, an important part of the ministry of your church. So we're going to talk about that here soon. Um, if not next week, then certainly in the near future. Um, but I also want to say just as a personal note, and I said this on Sunday, um, I am really appreciative of you uh, as a leader, as my leader, my, my pastor, um, because honestly, are you turning this to mush bill? Right <laughs> Maybe a little bit. No, I, I, I I've, I've worked in several churches, and I've had great support from pastors in the past, but um, I've never had the support that I have from you um, and helping, you know, you spending time with our students every every camp, you know, always being here with the kids um, throughout the week and, you know, what you did on Tuesday night, opening your home. Um, that don't that doesn't just affect me and my lead, my adult leaders. It affects our students, and to know that the not just the youth pastor I'm I'm supposed to care about the kids, right? But to know that the <laughs> the, the lead pastor cares about students and sure. and really you ma- they matter to you. Um, I think that's a huge thing, and so thank you for that, and thank yep. you for for making it a priority to our church and to our church board that you know student ministry is a focus of our church and and does matter. So. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, we lo- love our love our students. Lo- love what uh, what they stand for, and you know, it, it doesn't matter how <laughs> it doesn't matter their age, right? It doesn't matter how obnoxious that you think a student is, or what uh, what what size a student is. It doesn't matter um, how they think. It doesn't matter how they talk. It doesn't matter. I mean, how they snore at night. Um, they're still capable of comprehending the word of God. Yeah, and uh, and that above all else is like from my heart. Um, it's got to always just be out there because, man, you want to, you want to, you want the heart to be transformed. So, yeah, kudos to you. Good job. Thank you for the, the love and the mush back. So, <laughs> so today we are going to talk about patience, and um, you know, I think patience is something that everybody and their brother, their sister, their cousin, their aunts, their uncles, everybody can use some more of. It, I mean, like this morning is just a prime example of patience. Like we have no internet. Yep, plan for it. Don't have it. Right. I uh, can't get the thing over there to work. Um, and then my iPad um, is dead this morning. Because um, you didn't charge it. I worked on it already this morning for like a long time. And it was <laughs> That's just why fine. it's dead. Because you didn't charge it last Whatever. night. Whatever. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And then. Uh, Learn the, a lesson today. Uh, yeah. And then the coffee. Uh, yeah, it could have been a better day on coffee. But um, anyway, I mean, so patience. A lot of things. So, so I always. Us. Whenever. You know, we always like to talk about cultural references when we bring up a topic, right? And when you brought up patience, the first thing that comes to my head or came to my head, and it always does whenever the 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 topic of patience is, arises in conversation, I always think of the movie uh, Bruce Almighty. Uh, or actually, I think it's Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty? Evan Almighty. Bruce Almighty was... Which one was Noah? That's Evan. That's Evan. Yeah. So it's Evan Almighty. So the, the wife of Evan... Has got her boys and they're at this like fish restaurant, right? And uh, she's asking for more fish and and chips, <laughs> which is funny to me because you know it references Jesus feeding the five thousand right. and whatever. In, and, case, in case you missed that, yeah. And, uh, and and so Morgan Freeman, who in both Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty plays the God character, which by the way he does a great job. I love it. I love Morgan. He's he's a great actor. Anyway. Um, She's talking about how, you know, my husband thinks he's Noah. What am I supposed to do with that? And and Morgan Freeman's character says something that I think 
we miss this all the time. He says, he gives us a list of things that people pray for. And he said, one of the ones he gives is patience. People pray for patience. Yep. Do you think God makes them patient or does he give them opportunities to be patient? He says a different, you know, a right. bunch of different options here, but that principle is so true. God has given us the capacity to do things like be patient. He doesn't make us patient. Right. And we do pray for that a lot. Make us make us wiser, you know, uh, uh, make me more uh, tolerant of other people. Like, what he's going to do is he's going to give you opportunities to do that. Yep. And you have to choose whether you're going to do it or not. You know, one, one way that I've learned to pray instead of praying for patience <laughs> or praying to help me be more tolerant um, or help me just to wait um, is, is, is just changing your prayer uh, to understand and go like, hey, you know what? Um, I know I need patience in an area, yeah. right? But Lord, teach me how to handle the situation in the speed of which you want me to handle it. Um, and when I can physically and verbally say that, I mean, it sounds totally different in my prayer life. I'm not, I'm not whining going, oh, Lord, give me patience. I'm like, no, Lord, I am seeking your direction, and I need you to show me what your timing is here. Yeah. Uh, totally, it just changes your heart. Yeah, you know, patience is one of those things that I, I think our culture has not really helped us be more patient. In fact, I think it's hurt us. Um, I, we may have talked about this before. I know I've talked about many, talked with many people about this in the in the course of my life. But I am of the generation that drive-throughs weren't a thing. Oh man, when I was born, like drive-throughs have come to be a thing yeah. since I've been alive, and. That is that, so weird. It's such an evidence of patience, a lack of patience, right? We, <laughs> I was, I was telling somebody about this. This is really funny. So, your town, if you're not, if you don't live here in Hermiston, um, Oregon, your town may have the same issue. But for those of you who do live in Umatilla County or Hermiston, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, when the pan pandemic started, right, everybody went to drive-through, right? Drive-through mm -hmm. was the only way, other that, other than ordering which we didn't have DoorDash at the beginning of the pandemic, and then right. all of a sudden we have DoorDash and all these other right. you know, uh, delivery services um, in our town. But I remember every time I would drive by the corner of 395 and Elm Street, mm -hmm. um, which is our main intersection in town. McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Starbucks, and a sushi place. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, is hibachi. Hibachi. Yeah, the hibachi is better. Forget the sushi stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so... Sushi you, is not worth even saying, so... Mm, um, sorry if you like sushi. It's not my thing. Um, no, but the McDonald's drive-through was just ginormously packed all the time. Double right? laned, right? And you had the you have the McDonald's worker who'd be out there with the little iPad or whatever, taking yep. orders to make things go faster. And I was like, okay, well, you know that makes sense. Um, sucks going to drive the drive-through because I mean it's your only option, and you have to sit there in your car for umpteen million hours. Well, it's not only your only option. You could cook at home. Well, yeah, but I mean, as far as drive-thru, right. all the drive-thrus are busy. I mean, you go to Taco Bell, and it's like out to the street. Dutch bros, police are there at the intersection directing <laughs> traffic. Right. But here's the interesting part. When we began to open back up, and the lobby was open for the McDonald's again, mm -hmm. you know what didn't change? The line. The line. Yep. People still go through the drive-thru in mass numbers. Mm -hmm. Um Taco Bell still packed in their drive-through every day at lunch and dinner, um, and it it made me realize in these last couple of weeks that culture 
the pandemic has kind of accelerated our pay, our impatience, our, our non-patience um, to the point where we're s- even lazier than we were before the pandemic took place. We're even more impatient than we were before the pandemic happened, which is interesting because the pandemic forced us to slow down in life. Most most of us. I know for you and I, it made us slow down in life right. quite a bit. Yeah, people have lost their mind. I mean, honestly, I, I sat um, at the stoplight the other day, and I was probably like the fourth car in line, and the light had turned green. And it's like if the light turns green and you're still sitting there, something is wrong. I mean, typically it's because you're texting or you're on your phone. Right. Um, right. I mean, you're just not engaged on uh, – everybody says, well, I can be on my phone while I sit at a red light. Well, you have no clue what's going on around you. I mean, I'm right. a, and I'm just as guilty of that. So I'm not – Casting shadow on anybody. Um, but I was like the fourth car in line, and the car in front of me starts honking their horn. Now, I know the light's green. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay, it's been three seconds. Let's go, people. Um, and the guy gets uh, his car door and opens it, and then I'm like, uh, road rage. Is he coming for me? I mean, because usually you open the door, you go backwards, right? And I like, and I like, I, I, I tailgate sometimes. Um, my kids would say a lot, um, which is probably true. Um, that's a patience <laughs> thing for me. Um, or when I pull up to a stoplight, I, I might pull up a little close. Just the way my the way my brakes work, I guess. I don't know. But so I'm like, uh, what am I doing wrong? And he he just gets out and he stands like half in his car, half out of his car, and is just screaming at the car in front of him. Uh, but it was like the one at the green light because we had sat there about seven seconds now. I mean, it was it was not long. So it was going to turn red before too long. It, yeah, and actually, I didn't make it through. It, I was the first car in line for the next round. <laughs> he sat there that long because it made the person want to just sit there, right? Because they stuck their head out the window and they're like blah 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 blah, and then finally he takes off. And anyway, um, but I was reminded of patience. I'm like, okay, that's like I sat here really like seven seconds, but yeah, you know, I had a very similar experience. Claudia and I went to Dairy Queen the other day. And there was a car. Talk about a line. Yeah, always, always, no matter. Especially at night. Like, if it's after work time, there's a massive line of the Dairy Queen. Now, we're dropping a lot of restaurant names. We're getting paid by none of them. Yes. Um, And this is not Dairy Queen's fault by any stretch. But there was this woman behind us, or two girls. Uh, They weren't, you know, old. They were probably teenagers. But they're in this this vehicle behind me and my wife and my daughter. And uh, they weren't honking at us. They were honking at the people at the the ordering gizmo, you know, whatever the the sign. And if they felt like it was too long, each person, beep. (laughs) Because you know how it's like a U. And so we were on this, the ordering's over here. We're on this side of the U. And they're honking at the people at the U (laughs) over, like, as we inched forward, every time somebody was there, they would honk. I'm like, you're not making this go any faster. Plus, you have to remember the people inside the restaurant are actually making the food. And they can't hear you. And they can't hear you, nor do they care. And also, they're not going to go any faster. They're going as fast as they can, I'm sure. Yeah. Impatience is (laughs) something that that we all struggle with. And And if you're watching this today and you're that girl, (laughs) just chill out. Like, relax. Good Lord. Send us a note because we don't know you're watching. Yeah. And uh, um, But but the other places, like, for, okay, this might be for the men, um, um, but the boat ramp. Oh, yeah. The boat ramp is, like, a place that, I mean, on a hot day, I dread the boat ramp. because they want you to get your boat in the water, get out and in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, be fast. But there was this guy. The last time I was at the boat ramp, he uh, he he backed his boat down into the water. I mean, there's a line of us waiting to get 
into the water, right? And there's, I was probably like, I don't know, truck three, two or three. And um, he backs down in, gets out like typical people do, right? Unhook the, the bow uh, line to the boat. And uh, usually you unhook it, back it in, it floats off. Somebody on the dock's holding the rope, you know, you're good to go. He proceeded to open the, the back of uh, his vehicle and one by one put the life jackets in the boat. Oh, boy. And then the pull toy came out of the boat. And then he opens his door, his side door, and he's looking for something in his back seat. And it's the pump to pump up the pull toys, right? He gets uh, he gets in his truck and closes the door. And, I mean, we sat there probably about, I don't know, like seven minutes during this whole thing. Um, he gets back out of his out of his truck, looks at his boat, gets in, pulls it forward probably about, well, I mean, the back of the boat was out of the water. He had forgotten to take the strap, the the the, the toe straps off the back of his boat. Right, so, so he gets go. out. Right, so he he like gets out and does that. Backs the boat down in the water. He gets out twice to check it to make sure that it's far enough in the water. And all this time, he forgets to hand the bow rope <laughs> to the person up on the dock. Oh man! So his boat is like it's now free floating back, and there's a boat at the end of the dock. And I mean, he was a slow backer upper, so his boat just kind of eased off the trailer. And um, you know, he pulls up. And he just, usually you pull out, you keep going, right? He stops and uh, gets out and just stands there with his hands on his hips like, well, now what do I do? And, I mean, the truck started honking their horns. He's getting... I kind of understand that one, though. He's getting yelled at by everybody else. Yeah, but it was the... <laughs> okay, one, it was like stupidity, right? Right. But it was the by the way, of- before you go any further, <laughs> note to self, if you're a fisherman that or, or you're a boater, boating enthusiast... That is not how to do it. Yeah, not, not how to do it. Um, so anyway, so people started yelling, and then, of course, you know, the language changed, and then everybody's attitudes were wrong. And, yeah. and I was like, okay, no, I have to go. <laughs> am, am I ready? Right? And then your brain just goes like, okay, I, don't, I want everybody to be patient with me. I want to be in and out, right? Head, head check. Did I do the straps? Did I do the, the right. tow rope? So I'm doing all of that. And uh, I think I did it pretty good. I was kind of, I was in, I was, and I was by myself, so you have to tie the rope. I tied the rope off onto the dock. Um, so that... Took a fraction of a second longer because I have to get up on the dock and walk down, tie the knot, you know, and all that. But um, and then I have to go park, so I can't just move my boat. So, so I know I held up the line a little bit, but by that time people were still honking and stuff. And I took it; they all honking at him and not at me. But I would assume so. I mean, they would have to understand if you had to go park your truck. I mean, there's not. I don't know, man. That ten minutes of waiting for that other guy just drove us all crazy. But anyway, I, I guess my question is, when it comes to patience, um, when we look at when we look at the word. Um, I, mean, I don't mean like the word patient, but like back in the, in the Bible. And I look at Jesus' day or the disciples' day, and I wonder how many times were the, were the disciples impatient with Jesus? Probably a lot, I would imagine. Although, you know, their, their culture was not nearly as impatient as our culture is. They were willing to wait for things that we are not willing to wait for. Uh, just as an example, mm-hmm. in that culture... Jewish people didn't necessarily build a house from start to finish right away. Like it didn't. That's not they how didn't it have to wait for lumber prices to come down. <laughs> well, I mean, they would do it in pieces, right? So they, as they had money, because they didn't believe in debt, so as they had money, they would build parts of their home, and so their right. home wouldn't be finished right away. Um, they were patient. They waited until they had what they needed, and they then they would camping. I guess not me. Um, so, so. Yes, they were very impatient with Jesus. I think there were many times, like, uh, one of the examples I think of is, uh, I think this is from, it's either Mark or Luke, but 
Jesus goes off to pray, as he often did, and he was by himself, and he had spent an entire day doing all kinds of things, healing people, preaching, and Jesus was just exhausted. And by the way, this is not about patience, but just as a reference, you know how Jesus rested? He got away and he prayed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That, we don't think of that as rest in this day and age. Part of the, part of the reason is because we're so impatient mm-hmm. and we move so fast and so busy. Um, but anyway, Jesus goes off, and the next morning, before the daylight even came, his disciples come to him like, dude, dude, Jesus, like there, there's so many people that, that need to see you. And, and, and Jesus, we got to go. And Jesus calmly says, we're going to go do ministry. Let's go. Because he had already recharged his battery by praying and being alone. But they were impatient. Like it was not a, hey, this is a good goal for us to have today. Right. It's get there now. We got to go do that. There's so many people who need you. Da, da, da. Yeah. So speed of life is, is in there. Um, I mean, you think about them in the boat, in the boat, in the <laughs> storm, storm. In yeah. storm. Yeah. So I guess, I guess today when we're looking at patience, I, I, I look at patience and I look at Jesus. I look at his disciples. You know, I look, I look at his core group, his core group, because all of us, even those of you that are watching, we have core group of people that we live with or that we hang around with. Um, there is this core group. And and typically when you're impatient with somebody in your core group, you talk about it. Right. Or you just deal with it. Um but typically, patience is all based on knowledge. Um, when I look at Jesus and the disciples, when I see the disciples being impatient with Jesus, it's because they didn't understand. And they didn't understand because they didn't have all the knowledge that Jesus has. Um, so whether it was feeding the 5,000, um, why does he want us to do this? Why does he go away uh, beforehand? Why does he tell us to get everything ready? Um, why doesn't he help? <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's some impatience with that. Um, we have to, to understand that knowledge, we don't understand what, what God's doing. We just know he's got the bigger picture. Um, so in my own, my own life, I have to even constantly, uh, still, but I, I've come to, to learn that, okay, when I feel like I'm impatient with anybody, I have to sit back and just go, what don't I know about them? Hmm. What don't I know about the situation? Because if I have the knowledge of what the situation is, I'm a little more impatient. I mean, I'm, I'm a little more patient. Um, case in point, um, there was uh, uh, a, a mom and her child uh, in the store uh, not too long ago, and and the kid was just out of control, mm. and and I'm I'm and I'm not directly impacted by them, but you know they're kind of holding things up, and I mean the kid is probably I don't know six seven years old should not be acting the way they were acting. I mean even with the even with not having a good parent, the kid should not be acting the way he was acting. And uh, and then I, I, I sat there and I was like, okay, there's something going on here that I don't know. It was easy for me to point fingers at what I thought the problem was right. that was creating the impatience in my heart and the impatience of everybody around this this poor mom. Um, and uh, so, so I was like, okay, Lord, what what am I missing here? What am I missing? And it was like instant. It was like, boom, that's a special needs kid. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they look normal, you know. I mean, you would never know, but something in that scenario with that mom that time, at that time, was 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 a trigger for that for that kid. Um, so that allowed me to you know you know I just like okay, I'm good. And I mean, then I started laughing. Everybody else getting getting I, getting irate and impatient because you have empathy for the mom. You understand that the mom. Is, yeah, I have the knowledge. Yeah, right. Um, even if I don't have compassion or empathy for the mom, I have the knowledge. 
and knowledge, I do believe, with patience. When I look at Scripture uh, and I look at the examples of Jesus and his disciples specifically, when they got the knowledge of Jesus, they went with it. Um, even on the night Jesus was arrested, um, you know, they go to the garden, um, and they became very impatient when the guard showed up to take Jesus away, right? And uh, and uh, and Peter goes and takes you know his knife and cuts the the ear off of the the soldier. Um, it was done out of anger, lack of knowledge, not being patient. Jesus, why don't you just take care of this? And uh, Jesus, is like, yeah, yeah, no. Talk about being like impatient, Jesus. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, even before that in the garden. Jesus is going to go away and pray. And pray, by himself. they fall asleep. And he, he, he tells them to do the same, right? right? He wanted them to pray. And they nod off because they're yep. impatient. They couldn't yep. wait for Jesus to come back. So they they fall asleep. So, yeah. And not, I mean, not having the knowledge of what he was even going in to pray for. I mean, they just had a great dinner, right? Right. He just laid it out. Hey, guys, I'm going to go. I'm, you've got to do some things you don't understand. He did say he was going to die. So, it, he, I'm going <laughs> to give everything I have for you, right? And you're going to like. Deny me, and everybody's like, "Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to deny you." Blah blah blah, and then it's like you can't even stay awake. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: no matter where you're at today, again, this is not just a Christian thing. I think this is everybody, <laughs> all people can relate to the impatience thing. Look, our lives, as particularly Western Christians, American Christians, uh, or American people, we live in this absolutely hectic, fast-paced chaotic just lifestyle. Um, everything moves so quickly these days. I mean, you think about even news cycles. Uh, news cycles sometimes don't even last a full day. You know, it's sometimes right. two days or two, two, two hours, and there's a whole new news cycle happening. Um, and that's because we're so impatient. Like, we can't... <laughs> I was telling the students the other day. So, I'm again, I'm... I, I'm not old, but I am old enough to remember 28K and 56K modems when you had the dial-up and yeah, yep. and it, you know downloading a video that's very small. You had a little paper flying, <laughs> yeah. and it would take hours to download a video from the internet or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, if you got an email, it wasn't like an immediate email. Emails there, it took a while for an email to show up at the the recipient's address. Um, AOL.com. <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger, AIM, as we called AIM. it back in those days. Um, you know, we we weren't super impatient about that stuff at that time because that's all we had. I mean, that's yeah. all we knew. It was new and it was cool. And now you try to download a video, and if it doesn't move like that, we get really impatient, right? I mean, I, I've, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Well, you were impatient at the beginning of this show when we realized we were online and they were not. I was pretty frustrated about that, to be honest. Yeah, see? Because I checked everything and made sure the internet was working. And it's working now. So, of course, there you <laughs> it have works it. at, you know, 10 minutes left in the show. Um, no, so, so I mean, even even with our phones, our our tablets, and all of that stuff. We dishwashers. So, yeah. Like, our dishwasher, our dishwasher at the house that you guys used to have, you know, used to live in. It's still working, huh? It still works, but, I mean, yeah. it, it's a two-hour cycle, right? Yeah. Claudia, my wife, she was like, I've never had a dishwasher that's two hours. That's a long time. It's washing your dishes for you. Like, and what, and what are you complaining what, about? What, what, what else could you ask for? I mean, first world problems. We're worried about, you know, an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes versus two hours. I mean, who cares? Um, well, well, even the impatience of uh, loading it 
correctly. Right, I mean, right. I mean, especially as guys, how many times do we have to be trained to load the dishwasher correctly? Well, and you know, it's our women get impatient with that. It's always been a thing with my mom. So when I when we got our first dishwasher as a kid, um, my mom and dad would always say like over and over and over again. And so now it's a mantra in my house. The dishwasher doesn't clean the dishes. The dishwasher sanitizes the dishes. And I always was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I have to wash the dishes to put them in a dishwasher? This makes no sense to me. Yeah. And so yeah. my mom would be like, yeah, you have to, you know, wipe them down with a sponge and, you know, make sure the plate's clean. I'm like, I'm putting it in a dishwasher. What? And, and now we just throw it in with the whole taco still left on the plate. <laughs> it's true. There are people that do <laughs> that. And, no. you know, sometimes it happens and my wife will be like, Yeah, like yeah, you should have washed it before you put it in the dishwasher. She's like, I just don't understand. I'm like, I don't either. I don't get it, but that's the way it works. That's the way of life. But we're so impatient, right? Um, you know. And my encouragement to you is, it's your life is worth is more valuable than being impatient. Like if you're gonna waste your life being impatient and being upset because things aren't moving as fast as you would like them to, you know, whether it's the drive-through, whether it's dial up or dialing into some internet piece and trying to download something, whatever the case is, you're going to waste a lot of time being impatient. So don't live your life that way. It's not worth it. Yeah. And my encouragement to you is uh, if you're finding yourself to be impatient over a situation, instead of letting the stress build up or the anxiety build up or the, you know, just, just the whole scenario blown up, you know, in your heart and mind. Um, Cause typically what I've learned is my impatience the situation isn't quite as slow as what I'm making it out to be. Sure. Um, but I encourage you, just pray for the the knowledge. Pray for some clarity in that moment. Um, sit back a little bit and go, okay, what am I missing here at the stoplight? What am I missing with my spouse? What am I missing with my kid? I have, come on, I've told them to clean their room like 30,000 <laughs> times. What am I missing? Okay, well, maybe there's like some communication stuff there that just needs to be worked out. Um, it's an easy area to get impatient. It, yeah, it, it is. So sit back and, 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 and breathe <laughs> and slow things down and just remember that Jesus and his disciples, uh, they had to go through the same thing. And, uh, and I really believe if we stop and we look at our spiritual growth, you got to stop and take time to do that. Because it, it's like we read on Sunday um, out of uh, Romans uh, 12, 11. It doesn't just happen. Your spiritual development, your spiritual life doesn't just stay on go, 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 go all the time. You've got to maintain it. It says, it says, don't, don't lose your zeal. Yep. Don't, don't, you know, don't lose it. Keep it in, in check. In other words, you got to keep it um, maintained. You have to keep it uh, under the microscope. And when you don't do that, impatience comes. And then all of a sudden the zeal for the God, you know, for God is, the God. No, the only God, right? Your zeal for God is, is, is gone. So that's my encouragement to you today. If you find yourself being patient with life, slow it down, look for some knowledge, spend some time in prayer. Well, and the, the Apostle Paul also says in Romans that perseverance leads to character and character leads to hope. So um, again, being being patient, having that perseverance, it, it does develop character in you. It does develop a hope in you. Yeah. And you're able to deal with situations a whole lot better if you flex that muscle practice and you know you talked about practice on sunday you know yeah. our faith our 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 life requires practice and so patience requires practice so i go back to where we started with uh morgan freeman as god if you're going to pray for patience just expect that god's going to give you more opportunities to be patient and to practice and yep 
It might be frustrating. And if I'm in front of you at the stoplight, I might just wait a little while. Discipline sometimes is hard. Just to to help you with this. Yeah. So, well, thank you for being with us today on the Morning Burrito Podcast. And we will be back next week. You will will be sans you because you will will not be, be here. I will be in the Cascades at the High Lakes with the kayaks and the fishing poles. Hopefully you catch some trout because that would be good to come back with some good you trout. You know what? I, I don't even care. I'm just going to go enjoy the lake and the the view and the scenery. and Take some good pictures. Oh, that won't be a problem. We could use them as background images for oh, worship. Oh, we could. We could. <laughs> like the ones that I took well, in Georgia that I didn't use. My yet. camera, according to you, is not good enough. So and I'm not have like an iPhone 2. So well, <laughs> it still takes pictures. So Yeah, grainy, pixelated pictures. Just saying it's good enough for me. I'm not <laughs> impatient with it. Gotcha. We'll be back next week, 10 a.m. Tuesday, and hopefully live. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we have no hey, internet is issues Is there a way I week. can like, kind of come in live from the lake, I wonder? If you have internet access, I'm sure you could. Huh, I might we could try to zoom you in. Yeah. We'll have to practice that, though. Okay. So. Hey, see ya. Enjoy the week. Get involved in your church.